morning on this Tuesday, the, I look it up, 4th of August. <coughs> and there was something probably uh, a few times ago when I was pondering uh, Casting Crown song, Who Am I? Listen to the words, uh, whatnot. I encourage you to go listen to the words. I'm going to attach this little audio as another comment. Who else in the Bible also said, who am I to God when you were praying? We wonder how do we, uh, how we could ever love us. The close, the deeper we go into God through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> the more he cleanses us. He'll always dig up stuff uh, that uh, we forget all about. The Satan buried it over. When we were still Satan, he buried it over and blinded our eyes to it. Says, "I ah, forget about it. Oh, they're in the past. Oh, they, you, know, oh, you don't need to ask forgiveness, or you don't need to repent on that. Uh, if it's, it's a sin against God, we need to repent it. Uh, but as God continues to dig deep, as another lesson that God showed me and I put out there yesterday about mining for refining gold and silver, when they're digging in the mountain, they have to." Use a shovel and a pickaxe. Uh, and they have the shovel is easy. They can dig through the loose dirt. But then in order to get that that gold, unrefined gold out and or silver out, they have to pick at the hardened rock. Jesus does the same thing with us. The deeper he goes in us, he's cleansing us out of off from our past all the old stuff all the um, the old life that is now dead in Christ and alive well as we do that as he continues to do that work and he makes us more into his image like him, himself uh, and as we become more like Christ uh, not be Christ but like him uh, and we act like him we speak like him we serve like him and everything. Um, we always come to a place at different moments when we recognize we don't recognize our old stuff anymore, which is a good thing. But we see some stuff that God's beginning to do in us. We ask him, "Who am I, God?" I just got a couple of. I was actually in First Chronicles seventeen sixteen, and actually the exact same wording. The corresponding passage was in 2 Samuel 7.18. So it's the same exact wording. And I'm using the NASVA. So I'm not a... I use King James to study because it is a good deep study word. But um, when I communicate, I try and use something a little bit more understandable um, for the common person. And this is David the king when he was talking about building the temple of God. Um, and how God used him. It says, Then David the king went in and sat before the Lord. Let me stop there for a second. When was the last time you seriously went into your prayer closet, went into your secret place, went into, and by the way, you don't have to have a big apartment. Matter of fact, you can be living in a van and a tent. That secret place is wherever, the time you designate that belongs only to God. No one touches it. Not your spouse, not your kids, everything. And those that are foolish and still being blinded by Satan will say, man, Bill, you never had no kids. You, you don't have a spouse out there. So you don't have, uh-uh. 
everybody married. Well, you don't have a ministry. You don't have this. You don't have that. Uh, uh, so you don't have it. Mm -mm. If all, if you've allowed uh, Satan to put all those, all that stuff that you just mentioned before God in His time, you're no longer serving God. You're serving Satan, and then you're serving them. We serve God first, and we serve them through God and by God's strength. So, if you don't have that time, if you've allowed somebody to steal that quiet time from you, that person was not of God. That made you feel guilty. That made you give up your quiet time with God. It could be early in the morning. It could be at night, depending on what your work schedule is. But... There is a time you need to find it. You need to guard it no matter what. Your sp if your spouse is a godly, um, is truly of Christ also. If they're not, well, guess what? You're unequally yoked. God is not telling you to get divorced. God won't tell nobody to get divorced. That ain't in Scripture. If you think it's in Scripture by twisting Scripture, again, you're listening to Satan. There will still be a time. They will let you... Uh, They'll let you go. God will give you enough favor with them to let you uh, to get your quiet time. Does it have to be hours? No, of course not. It usually won't be. Oh, God can give you hours, and He will at times of the year and during seasons of your life. Okay, back to the verse. Um, went in and sat for the Lord and said, "Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far?" Let's ponder that. Think about ourselves. Yeah, who am I, O oh Lord, that you brought me this far? Who am I that you saved me? Who am I that uh, you could have used me in that location? You would give me such a love for, in my case, those kids and and their families. That you would give me such that you would share with me a portion of your burden, a portion of your anguish um, for them. The passion just to see them embrace Jesus Christ eventually, eventually start seeking you and growing in the Lord. Just to see them eventually realize that Jesus is everything. Okay, that was my passion. <laughs> uh, continue on. When I looked at certain Bibles have cross references uh, that some are related, some are not. They're supposedly related, but you know, you know what? You're dealing with a human being that's always prone to error. The Bible has no errors. The author of it is one one author, God through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. It is written down by individuals. Many we know, many to this day we still do not know. But one of the cross references was interesting. It's Genesis 32:10. I am. Uh, this was actually um, Jacob, just before God changed his name to Israel. He was running from Esau, and this was his response. His was, instead of who am I, I am unworthy of all the loving kindness and of all the faithfulness which you, he's talking to God here, he's alone. His family split up. He left half of them over here, half of them over in another location. Which you have shown to your servant. For my staff only I crossed this Jordan. And now I have become two companies. Which means yeah he split up. He did it for the whole. 
for their own protection, so Esau, he was afraid Esau was going to take it from them, from him. Psalm, another cross-reference was Psalm 144.3. Oh, Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him, or the son of man that you think of him? Not a son of man, I believe in this case, is Jesus Christ. Um, but it can also be each and one of us also. Um, but that, oh, Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him? Yes, this was, I believe this psalm was of David. I forgot to write that down. Um. Uh, but that man is mankind. It's our humanity. You got to look. You got foolish teachers out there that have become blinded. They've let their scholarly degrees and uh, wisdom of humankind get in the way of the wisdom of God. Uh, and they made it look like, oh, well, everything's all about us men out there. You know, it's not about the women. Yeah, you had to come to the... Um, yeah. The old V8 commercial, slap yourself upside the head out there and say, oh, God, I sinned against you. Uh, that's the most foolish thing ever. The Bible is relevant for every single person on the face of this earth. God is not a respecter of persons. He don't, he don't speak one way to one country and one way to another. He don't speak one way to a man and a woman. Now, there are some areas that is, yes, of us men, male, and some areas are, is very, that are distinct. That some Adam was created first, then Eve. That's the order of creation, and that's the order it stays. Period. Any other order is of Satan. Satan loves to twist the order. He loves to turn around, and he's doing a well job. And when God turn, when God, when we sin against God, and He gets to a point when we're not going to listen to Him. He'll turn us over to Satan to let him weigh. Isaiah 3, 12. And the context, the whole chapter of Isaiah 3, 3. That's the judgment of God upon a nation or a nation of people, a group of people that have sinned against God. They've been turned, they're being turned over to Satan. And Satan is going at he's changing the order. God's order so that he can destroy them. Now, Saint can only go so far. He knows his boundaries. He's not going to cross this line. He tried to cross the line with Job, and God told him, do this, but you're not to do this. Saint knows better than cross that line. We should know better. Ephesians 3, 8. To me, the very least of all saints. This is Paul. Um, hearing from God, um, speaking to the people in Ephesus, the churches that were in Ephesus, uh, one main one primarily that he ministered to. Actually, I think that was where he was the longest for, during his ministry. This grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ. He's just, he's amazed. He calls himself the least of all saints. In another passage, he calls himself the the chiefest sinner. Uh, the closer we get for God, the more vile we become at ourselves, saying, God, I can't believe I tried to do all these things on my own. I can't believe I, you know, I went all these years um, not knowing you and thinking that I was right with you, doing everything according to my wisdom instead of your wisdom. But we get that way. If you're not getting that way, if you're not growing in the Lord, to that respect where we see least of ourselves and more of him that's not um 
downing yourself, that's being brutally honest. When we get to the point where we're saying, well, I can't believe I tried to be, I thought I could be independent and still be right with God. We were not created to be independent of God. We were created to be 100% dependent upon God. If you don't believe that, then you're still a child of Satan and still in your sins, still on your way to hell. You're being blinded by Satan. Period. You don't like the truth? That's the truth of Jesus Christ. Argue with him. You can argue with me all you want. I'll just, just be still and let you beat yourself in the face. Uh, but it's actually God you're arguing with, and you're gonna lose, we're always going to lose that battle. Other people that had said in the scriptures, Exodus 3.11, when I started searching this out, who am I? It was just a maze. Moses, come on, no other man apart from Jesus Christ had the strongest ministry ever. His eyes stayed quaint. Every part of my, he didn't lose any part of his mind. So do not say dementia always comes with age. If you're truly listening to God through Jesus Christ, his eyes never failed. His mind never failed. And he led the people. He didn't lead them for 120 years because you know, none of us do. We're not born except Jesus Christ. We're not born automatically saved. Boom. I've heard people say that. I've, because they've been taught that. They've been taught. Those that say that have been taught by Satan, not by Jesus Christ and his people. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Which is true. Even though Moses was raised as like an adopted son of Pharaoh. Until he got to the point where he says, Wait a minute. I'm a Hebrew. i got to defend Hebrews. And that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt. It was approximately one to two million people he led. Totally under the strength of God. And in obedience to God. Did he obey every second? We know he didn't. We know he committed murder. And then he was exiled for about 40 years. But during that time. God made provision. He gave him a job. So to speak. A wife and kids. But he was still of the priestly line of Levi. And even the final law was a priestly line. God was still prepared him. Didn't do nothing. He was just still. He just served the, the sheep. Because he was a shepherd. He had a job as a shepherd. That was the biggest job back then. Now we have a plethora of other jobs. Um, your job is temporary. Your ministry that you have before God. Every one of us have a ministry. They're called by God. You got pastors out there that don't know how to teach yet. Don't know how to prepare people for that yet. Because they have not yet heard the Lord for it. I don't know where that came from. <clears throat> except the prompting of the Spirit. First Samuel 18.18 18, But David said again. Well, the verse didn't say again. I had it again. Again, David said to Saul... So the God decided, who am I and what is my life and my father's family in Israel that I should be the king's son? Yeah, um, king Saul gave him one of his daughters to wife. He himself, even in the fleshly nature, he, because he was raised 
raised up to know God and he came to the place in his life where he knew God not through his father and mother but through actual experience actual knowing him but even here it is Saul was the point of the first king over Israel <clears throat> until he sinned against God then he kept thinking uh, he was hearing from God when he was no longer hearing from God or the prophets but he rather he was oppressed by an evil spirit from God remember God said that spirit he took his God took his spirit away from Saul and gave it to David and God gave him an evil spirit he turned him over to Satan to be broken in the flesh did he eventually get rid of God possibly we're not told that in the scriptures we'll just have to wait until we get there and find out God is still loving and merciful out there, but He won't endure. If we keep disobeying Him, that we're proving that we're not His. Period. So this is humble. This is another example of humbleness, which we are commanded to be. First Chronicles twenty nine fourteen. But who am I? Wait a minute. Okay, this is uh, I believe this is King Solomon when he took over getting ready to build but who am I and who are my people no wait a minute this is David again that we should be able to offer as general see as this for all things come from you and from your hand we have given you which is true God owns everything we own nothing we got to get to that place where we own nothing we got to go to God every morning says God you provided this job who am I to help with this who has need for this because this is more than I need we got to get to that place between us and God where it's not about us 2nd Chronicles 2 6 but, but who was able to this is Solomon but who was able to build a house for him for the heavens in the highest heavens cannot contain him so who am I that I should build a house this is Solomon that I Solomon build a house except to burn incense before him remember God really didn't dwell he came down in his presence he filled the house with his presence but he really dwelt in it because he can't do nothing we can build down here can contain God and nothing ever will we are his temple and we're only part of his temple other believers around the world are his temple so our temples down here they could blow away and they should not stop the ministry that God has called forth. If they do, then we got a problem. We got to sin against God and we need to get on our knees and repent and confess. And He'll forgive us. So, just be encouraged with that little insight. Uh, be blessed. It's just ponder. Take some time in the near future and understand. Who God is. Uh, learn who God is. And that's a lifelong prayer pass, by the way. And know and ask God, God, who am I that you will call me? Who am I that you will lead me through this? Who am I that you would call me your own? Whatever God lays apart of your heart, it'll come. Trust me. Love y'all.